Hi, welcome to The Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. My name is Martel. And I'm Rita, and today we are back again, guys. I know that I've said that we've been back like, whoa, a couple of times, but guys, this year has been pretty wild. As some of our listeners know, we have been in California for, um, for about a year, and recently we decided to relocate back to our other house, which is in the south, and now we're here full time again because ding 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 we are actually going on a tour of all of the US and some cities in Canada and we are going to be doing that all next year so we decided why should we have two homes that we're not really going to be in right it'd be better if we only had at least one home centralize everything and then travel from there so that's what we're doing so some of you guys may wonder, well, why did you guys decide to do that? It's kind of a long story, and it begins actually years ago because we had been talking about doing this as a family for years. We had been talking about like, man, it would be so great if we could travel together, if we could do something as a family. And guys, we have four kids. Our oldest is now 20. Next year, she'll be 21. That means that she's about to go have her, well, we work as a family, so I say this cautiously. When I say have her own life, it means that she could, you know, meet people and do other things. And same with our other one that's second to her, that she's she's going to be 20 next year. Like, there's so many... They're really growing up. Yeah, there's so many things that they're going to be doing. And so right now, we want to capture these moments. We really want to capture these moments, so what we're going to do... Before they even start their own families. Exactly. You know? you know, I was married at 19, you know, had my first child at 20, so... We definitely want to now capture this time, and we thought, what what better way than to be in some small cooped up RV? No, I'm just kidding. It's not cooped up. In fact, if you've seen some of our um, videos on Onyx Adventures, you'll see we actually have a really nice luxury RV. Right. And what we're doing is we are going to be actually talking all about our trip and all about that on our other podcast called Onyx Family Podcast. So if you're on YouTube, it's going to be on the same channel, Onyx Podcast Network. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple, you can just find it with Onyx Family Podcast. So anyway, that's where we're going to be talking about all of our travel. And you guys can know where we're going to be in our tour. And you're also going to be able um, to hear all of our adventures. Already we've had some significant adventures in our first trip. So you might want to check it out. But today... We are going to be talking about the FTC, the FTC and COPPA. And why I talked about the travel is because um, a few months ago in September of 2019, we heard some news that was going to dramatically shift our the way that we do things for our business. So do you want to talk about what it is, hun? And, and I'll tell you why that matters to us. Instead of sitting around and moping and thinking, what are we going to do? We were like, you know what? We're tired. Let's go and have an adventure. So that's why the travel was important to what we're talking about today because it was sparked. The 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 idea was sparked years ago, but the 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 feeling like let's just go ahead and do it was because of what we heard. Right. So what there's a big shakeup in YouTube and that happens I would say almost at least once or every other year. I would almost say but, even more than once a year. It's right. just different groups who are D affected. Different groups are affected, yeah. you're right. And it's just, it's a big shakeup. And it's one of those things where it is such a tremendous blessing to be able to work on YouTube and to be able to get the benefits of YouTube, which is autonomy, be able to have complete creative rights to whatever you're doing, and to have ownership. But 
your partner in the business is YouTube. And right. because that's the platform that you're working with, um, it's almost like you're renting the space from, right. you know, that's the owner of the building. And so it's, it's almost like, what do you, what do you call it? Landlord drama, you know? <laughs> right, right. And so, um, now this new thing is the FTC. And so the FTC in a nutshell is taking a closer look at children's content. And when they did that, they realized that YouTube had done some things with children and marketing to children that was violating COPPA. COPPA is an organization that does regulations for children content to make sure that they're not taken advantage of and that advertisements well, and marketing... Well, COPPA is not necessarily an organization. It was like a law. A law that came to be in 1998 when the internet first came out. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people are saying it's so outdated. At the time when it came out in 98, we didn't even have social media. Now, who was the organization that came up with COPPA? There was another organization that actually regulates for kids. Well, I don't know. I don't know. There was a children's organization that's oh. behind it. Well, e either way, though, to make a long story short, the FTC said that YouTube was gathering children's data and breaching their privacy in order to through, market to in them. order to market or even suggest videos and do all sorts of things online. Right. And so it's not really about the content as much as what YouTube was doing to gather the information, but how this affects us or anybody else who makes any content really on YouTube because children are all over YouTube is that YouTube decided that what they were going to do starting January 1st, 2020 was that they were going to remove personalized ads. Personalized ads um, bring in a lot of revenue for YouTube, for the creators because companies bid on those and they're able to really pinpoint where their ads go. Instead of contextualized ads, which kind of just can go on it's, I don't know. I don't want to, ex I don't know how to explain it completely, but basically you don't pinpoint it as much. Right. It's like what you see on TV. If you're watching, let's say Nickelodeon, you're going to see a bunch of toy commercials, but it's not necessarily tailored to the viewer. It's whoever's watching that show at that time will see it. Whereas personalized ads are tailored to the viewer. So if they know that I like to watch um, shows on Volvos or something, or if I've looked on, you know, a Volvo video and then they, they'll say, oh, okay, well, let's serve her Volvo videos versus if they see me, oh, I'm, and I'm on a video about a Volvo, a contextualized ad might mean I'll get an ad for any type of car maybe or anything that has to do, it could, but it could also be random ads. I could get an ad for Tupperware or I could get an ad for Taco Bell. It's not going to be targeted, right? you know, as much. And you just can't do that for kids. So you're not right. allowed to do that so, for kids. And well, you're so not that. allowed to do the personalized. You could do the contextual. Contextuals. So basically what's going to happen though is that it's going to decimate our revenue, anybody's revenue really on YouTube that makes content for kids. For kids or families. For, or family. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, that's not me, so it's not going to affect me because I make content for adults. Unless your video is just like real estate or finance or I don't know. There's a lot of actual adult channels. I'm not saying there's not. But it not, has to be explicitly but, adult. Right. It cannot, it cannot be ambiguous. It cannot be, you know, suggestive or subtle in any way because if in any way it could be possible that a child could watch it and 
let's just say families, like it could be targeted for dads or targeted for moms, but it attracts the entire family, then somebody who is judging the content, who is making the decisions, could say this is for kids. And really there's not much you could do about it because that's kind of like how YouTube right. operates. So Once the decision is made, well, there really is... What we really have to is... do now is, and this is for anybody on YouTube, you have to mark whether your video is made for kids or made for adults. What that does is it kind of segregates content now. So if your video is made for kids, then it will be suggested along other videos that are marked for kids. But all those videos will lose personalized ads and you'll only have contextualized ads. So that could be anywhere they say from a 60 to 90% drop. But I think it's more closer to 90%. Um, now, if you have a, a, a video and you're like, no, this is made for adults, the thing is, it's only going to be marketed to adults. How that affects people is going to be that kids watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. But if they're not marketed any of the, uh, of the videos now that are marked for adults, that means a lot of videos that we're probably seeing a lot of views are probably going to go down because they're just not going to be marketed to kids anymore. It's going to be, like I said, like segregating the content. So as a content creator, you're going to have to make a decision. Do I want the views from the kids but less revenue because it's contextualized ads? Or do I want to keep my personalized ads, make only adult content, but adults don't watch videos in the same way on YouTube. We're not watching over and over and over right. and over. Children see so, their favorite video right. and they watch it tons right. of times per day. So the thing is, the CPM, if you guys have been following and you guys know about this stuff, cost per milli, um, which means the certain amount of money per 1,000 views is higher for adult content than it is for kids. So even though you get less views for on adult content a lot of times, you still get more money. So it's it's an it's an iffy thing. What do you do? So for us, what we have do we do? Well, we have a brand. Uh, we have a children's brand that, you know, um, and our brand, actually, it's a family brand. Um, but children are a part of that brand. So a lot of the content that we had done before kind of weighed in towards kids and leaned in towards kids. And so while there was other parts of our content that leaned in towards teens, and then there was some other parts of our content that leads in towards adults, but we really put an effort on the kids because that seemed to really resonate. There was an audience that really resonated with that. And also we that. started when our kids were younger. Right. And we didn't want this to, we wanted it always to be a family business. Right. And they took to it like, you know, like a, like a duck to water. They loved it. But and I would say so that... So that's another reason why we started in the kid business. But I would say that it was not just a kid business. I would, I would say that it was a complete family business. Well, no, but I'm saying... But the why kids we resonated. Did, why we, yeah, why we did. Yeah, the audience well, that resonated with a lot of our stuff. Yeah, it started with kid we content. It started with kid content, yeah. yeah. So, so now this affords us an opportunity. And this is what some people are doing. Some people are abandoning the kids' space and they are going and doing adult content. They're switching their entire brand and they're going and doing adult content. And we're not going to do that. Right. We're not going to do that because we have a trusted kids' brand and we have an audience and we love our audience. And you don't build up trust like that and just walk away. Yeah, but I, I have to say, though... I think it depends on the circumstance. So for example, if you're making kids content and your channel really hasn't gone anywhere and you haven't really built a brand, 
it's going to be very hard for you to stay in that. I totally agree. If you have not built a right. brand and if that's not, a, if it's not really a passion, it was something that you were doing and you were making money right. and it was a money maker. Right. If it's a money maker, then I don't fault anyone for going and trying to make money another way. Right. And then probably coming back to it and when everything and settles down. I, right. We have to live folks. We're right. adults here. We have to live. And if, you cannot make money doing this and your family still has to eat, then yes, you do have to step aside. But for us, it was not just a way to make money. It was a passion for us and it was a purpose. It was very purpose-filled. And we built this trust with our, with our audience and we also have partners now. And so that's kind of where we want to get into. We want to get into kind of sharing with you what we're going to do with this dilemma because this is a dilemma but we're going to kind of share with you what direction onyx is going and why we're going in this direction and part of that has to do with the fact that we have a trusted brand and we have partners and so we have a responsibility to make sure that that is all tying into why we are making the the shifts the way we're making the shifts yeah definitely because right now there's a huge discussion about why YouTube will not implement the mixed audience option. There's actually an option that allows in the FTC for, I think, personalized ads and all these things with a mixed audience. Now, I don't know all the details, so don't sit here and write me as, oh, oh it's this and this and this. I don't, I don't know, and I'm choosing not to get so wrapped up into it that I don't focus on what I have to do because it's not an option yet on YouTube, and if it becomes one, then I'll look into it. But right now, basically, there is an allowance in the FTC for a mixed audience, which would allow a lot of, which would allow us to basically keep the personalized ads and all the other things that we're going to lose um, if we if that was implemented. Because for us, one of our channels is really for kids, but the other one was actually built more for a mixed audience for co-watching. You know, just like we used to do for like lots of shows. The Cosby Show. Yeah. The that's um, what we did. That was our mixed ties. audience. So right. until YouTube decides to do that, then, you know, it is. But I just want to say before we get into it um, about what we're doing, for those who don't know, it's not just the loss of, like, personalized ads, which is going to be a drop in revenue. It's also on those videos, um, comments, notifications, end cards, the ability to put the video in a playlist. Um... Man, what else? You can't have um, any any branding on it. Like watermarks, watermarks are gone. Right. Um, it's just like it's just there's so many things that you're gonna that's gonna be gone, and so you have to wonder how is your content gonna be found? How will people, you know, because a lot of our, and this is not just us on YouTube. A lot of videos are really shown are actually found through suggested. Or recommended by YouTube so if they can't use those identifiers to recommend I don't really know how the content is going to be shown so there's a lot we don't know and it's going to be pretty interesting so I just wanted to let you guys know that it's not just the ads there's just so many other things that we use to communicate with our audience and our fans that we're gonna lose and it basically for a lot of people it just it's sucking the motivation out of them because well, there's a lot like, of people. What are they gonna do? How are they gonna like? There's connect? a lot of YouTubers. There is a ton of YouTubers that are quitting YouTube because That's and they're they and, say, but and they're going back. They well, you no, know, there's some people that have already sold their houses. They're oh, yeah, they're true. going out and they're 
getting your education, getting, getting, getting a job, yeah, getting college, another job, yeah. not getting a job, getting another job because right. YouTube is a job for some yeah. and for some it's a business. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people go, go get a job, like go get a real job. Well, actually, you know, YouTube in many cases was a real job to some people. And then for other people, it's a real business. It's right. not just, you know, go get a job or start your, a real business. Think, no, this yeah. is a real business. And, um, but the challenge is, and, and I want to kind of talk about that, 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 that whole right. concept right. of job, mm -hmm. right? Unfortunately, a lot of the people that are jumping out of the game and saying, I'm out of this and I'm gone. They're leaving because YouTube was a job. Right. And that's the unfortunate part that you have an opportunity to create a business, a brand, but you only allowed it to be a job. And so YouTube is a very well-paying job. It can be a very well-paying job, paying way more than the average job that is out there. But, but if you have a job, then you can get fired. Right. And that's the challenge. Right. We already, the Onyx life for us was... We don't want to ever have a job again. We right. always want to be creating jobs. Right. Creating jobs for others so that other people benefit. There are so many people that get paid from the Onyx industry. We have a lot of people working for us personally. And then we have a lot of people that we contract with that are making money. Wait, who do we have working for us? Gardeners and, and oh, housekeepers oh, oh, and oh, okay. you know personal assistants okay. you know like I things like that. I thought you meant for the company because no. right, like because we're we're basically uh, we're a very homegrown. Grown. We don't employ anybody else in our. Company. We have employed editors and different things like that at, at for a brief for like moment. A week. But I'm saying that there are people that are living because or or they're making a living. We've had um, housekeepers come in and different people, gardeners and different people that are. That, that get a paycheck from us. Mm -hmm. And then we have contractors, people that we have contracted with, whether it is a studio or whether it is uh, MCM. We don't have one right now, but we do have an agent with an agency that we work with and we work with other people. And so in that, well, actually we do have an MCM. Is it an MCM? What do you consider? They don't call themselves an MCM. They're not an MCM. So we don't have an MCM. Like but a studio. A studio. We yeah. work with a studio. We have partners. So there are partners that, that, that we work with. So this is, this is a business. So when people say, go get a job right. or go get, go start a real business. This actually is, is. a very like, there's good an business. There's ecosystem of YouTube and it's, and it's going to have a ripple effect. There's apps that are made and, and extensions that are made for creators. There's like, even though we don't really use editors, there's like lots of companies that just do editing. There are people who make certain um, equipment that are made more for people who do YouTube. And I personal mean, assistants. Huge. Personal assistants and, yeah, and it's cameramen. Managers. Cameramen. We do everything in-house. Yeah. Onyx does everything in-house. But we know a ton of people, very close friends in the industry right. that have assistants, they have right. camera people, they have editors, they have everybody surrounding around them. And all they focus on is writing mm -hmm. and, and they're the personality, they're the, the IP, they're the intellectual right. property. But, but beyond that, you know, they have a full people around them. Right. I know that Ryan that we, we work with, Ryan has a full industry. Yeah. yeah. He has a full cast and, and it's, and, and they his are parents. paying or his parents, <laughs> right. And they are paying I don't know Thousands. how much they're paying. Well, I don't I'm sure. say how much they're well, paying. Well, I don't know we what don't they're know. paying. We don't know. We're assuming. Well, but I, I so. assume that it's thousands because there's so many people on staff. Yeah. You know. And they that, have a huge operation. And they have a huge operation. They have offices right. and they have all sorts of stuff. 
and there's many other YouTubers that we know that have their own office space, they have assistants, they have all this whole infrastructure. And so, yes, this is a business. So what, what we kind of want to talk about here is, is that, yes, this is catastrophic for many people. For right. people that had it as a job, for people that had it as a business, mm -hmm. uh, the industry, it is catastrophic. A lot of people don't know what to do. This is a big deal. Um, but this is not the first time. I know. This it's is probably going to be time. one of the worst ones, but, but it's not it's the definitely first time. Definitely not one and the first time. One of the things that we want to kind of talk to you and bring you through is our experience with the many catastrophic events that we have gone through personally. Um, and then kind of share with you. Business wise on YouTube. Business wise on YouTube. Yeah. And kind of share with you how we've gotten through and how we've grown from each one of these things. And this is the reason why we are looking at this in the same light. We're looking at this as a growing opportunity, as a learning opportunity, and as an opportunity for us to, to adapt and to grow. And, and this is partly because we've gone through this before. I think the first time that we went through this was when we first started a channel called Superhero Team. And that's when Which I would... since been... We deleted it. Oh, that's been deleted a long time ago. Yeah. But that, I would say that that's when we had a job on YouTube. Right. Was, we were just chasing the money. We're chasing the money. We saw an opportunity. But the reason just... why is, and we we talked about this. You guys can go on our other podcasts. Um, we let me just give a brief summation. We were working. I was working so many jobs as a nurse practitioner. I was exhausted, and I was watching YouTube. And I was like, "How do these people do it?" Shiloh was like, "Hey, I'd like to review toys like Evan." Um, you know, so many people owe their career to Evan too. I just have to say, Evan he's inspired and his family so many families is the to OG. get. <laughs> we got to give them their credit. They're the they OG to so family, many. yeah, family YouTubers. Right. Absolutely. I mean, so. I got to give your props to Ryan and his family. They have really mm -hmm. tremendous success. But I have to say, Evan I've never seen, I've never seen a family have this much success, right. like. Ryan and his family and they're doing right. a marvelous job and they're such a nice family. They're, very they're nice. such nice people also, that they represent us well. But the OGs, right. the OGs, like the original right, right. families were like the the do the do lards or the the shade shade shanards. Oh, the shade tards. or whatever. He doesn't watch YouTube that. Oh, much. yeah. But, <laughs> but the shade tards and yeah. Evan, but Evan right. more so for the kids because he inspired the kids to want to be YouTubers while the Shaytards kind of inspired family movement. But I'll say this, Evan, we met Evan's father, actually, was it this year? I think it was or this was year, in, in earlier in the summertime, yeah. He's so nice. Super humble guy, so wonderful. Hum I mean, wow. Personality, So amazing. it's like, you see these people who are ultra successful, you never think I'm going to meet these people later on in life. Because we used to look at them, we used yeah, to like, analyze they, their stuff. How, how are they so organized Shiloh, and all sorts Shiloh of came yeah. to us, that was like one of the first channels that he came right. and says, I want to do what Evan does. Right. So they're an inspiration. These um, these channels are inspirations in and we, so love, we, we love to share, you know, that story about how they inspired us. Right. So we started it and we saw that there was this um, trend with superheroes and we just jumped on it because it was like, it looks like it was going to be something um, fun for the kids to do. Because it was, it was the kids who were, and every now and then, you know, we would be on it, but it was mostly them um, acting in it with costumes and it was fun. I thought it would be a great thing to do for kids. Now... That was going well. We actually did make the money. So when we say it was like, a, we did it for the money at that point, I was really wanting to get out of my job and work together with my kids. I was not seeing them. I was 
Right. Um, leaving at seven and coming home at six and seeing them for an hour and then charting till midnight. Right. Like that was my life. Yeah, waking up in the morning and yeah, going all over and just, again. I was just exhausted. And this was like six days a week. And then I thought, okay, I need to do something where I can be with my family. So that's why we started that superhero team. Because we were like, whoa, we can do this as a family and have fun. And this was our entrance or initiation into YouTube. We didn't know anything about YouTube. We didn't YouTube. know anything about YouTube. Nothing. We didn't even know about the rules and the regulations. No. We didn't know anything. Nothing. All we just knew is, is that this is how we're successful. Rita researched it. Um, we would ride the trends. We would ride the trends. And as long as it didn't violate our conscience, and we knew that it was stuff that didn't violate what we would want our children to watch, then we were game. And so if there was a situation where you would take a toy and you'd roll over it with your car, then and oh, that's that what they were recent, watching, then yeah. that, that's we what you did. We actually didn't do that one. That was recent. You know, We've already been out of that no, genre. They did that way back. We never did that. Way either. back in the 16. I think we might have did a Hatchable. I think I might have did a Hatchable. Oh yeah, you did. Right. That's right. I think oh, I might have did it. This is the weirdest stuff. But I'm just saying, like, it was just crazy, but silly, fun. silly, silly yeah, things. Yeah. Just, you know, but whatever the trend was, as long as it didn't violate our mm -hmm. conscience or what we thought was, you know, good or decent, then we would do it. And just continue to ride the trends, making sure the keyword optimizations and, you know, all those little things, those patterns, you know, uh, certain thumbnails and mm -hmm. how those thumbnails are positioned and things like that. We got caught up with that and it was wonderful because we were able to make a tremendous success in a very short period of time. Um, within, I would just say months, we were able to pay off all our debt just based off of that and it was a tremendous amount of success. But like I said before, just because YouTube is paying you doesn't mean that you have the autonomy. It felt like autonomy. Like we woke up, we did it within mm -hmm. our own time frame. I mean, it was a very autonomous job, but it was more like YouTube was paying us. Right. Because at the end of the day, the IP that we were using, we were using Marvel and DC characters. We were dressing up like Batman and Superman and, and all that kind of stuff like that. And, and we could, that was somebody else's trademark. That was somebody else's IP. It wasn't ours. And so there was really nowhere else to go but YouTube with that. The income could only come through YouTube. It couldn't come through any other avenues. And we could not do anything outside of that. Right. And so we started thinking and grappling about, wait, we need our own IP, our own intellectual property. We need our own brand. We can't do this. But the money was so good and we didn't have time to really jump on it because at that point in time, and I'm just talking about months here. I'm not talking about years, just a couple of months. We had been doing it for maybe four months when we started having this conversation about having our own brand. Right. But it wasn't until maybe I'd say the fifth month maybe that we started to see, we started to get some, um, I would say, motivation to move towards getting our own brand. Mm -hmm. There was something called the glitch, and maybe you want to share with them what the glitch is. Because, like I said, every year something happens that is throwing off people, and for the superhero content, it was this glitch. Right, so the glitch was when we would upload a video, um, we would, instead of getting subscribers, um, it would get views, but it would actually make our subscribers less and our overall channel views less. It was very odd. Um, so basically when we didn't upload, things would go up. When we uploaded, things would go down. That is the total opposite of what you actually want to happen. And in a normal environment, that does not happen. So it wasn't just us that was complaining about it. There were other different genres that were complaining. But we theorized that this was a way of YouTube basically trying to 
get rid of, get rid of that genre. So that was when we decided, you know what? We had already been thinking about doing having our own IP, our own brand, but that was definitely a nice way to push us into making sure we did it. Yeah, and I definitely would suggest that if you ever have the opportunity to be on something like YouTube, it doesn't have to be YouTube, but even anything like YouTube, it's always better to have a brand. A brand is a business. A high paying job is a high paying job. If it's still a job, you can get fired. But when you own and when you're an entrepreneur and you own, you have your own business, you get to kind of dictate. So now we shifted from having a job on YouTube once we started Onyx Family to being a partner with YouTube. And I kind of looked at it like this way. When we were on YouTube, a lot of companies would come to us. We've had people like Nintendo. when we were on YouTube, we are or on YouTube. While we were on YouTube, especially even in the earlier days and now even still, people would come up to us and when they'd come up to us, they would ask us to join them. Nintendo, um, Kool-Aid. These are not people that are on YouTube, but they're utilizing YouTube to partner to market their products. Basically brand deals. Basically brand Sponsored deals, right. videos. Or you could become a mar uh, an ambassador for this company mm -hmm. that, you know, like right now Shiloh is an ambassador for Hot Wheels and so things like that. And so here are people utilizing YouTube. And um, Nintendo, yes. Oh, and Nintendo, he's also an ambassador for them. So, like I'm saying, so you can have people that you partner with uh, to be able to utilize YouTube. That's what we became to YouTube. We use YouTube for what we need to use YouTube for. Um, we are able to be a partner of YouTube, meaning that if YouTube does something, yeah, it can still affect the bottom dollar. It can still affect your income, but it doesn't, but it doesn't decimate who you are because we still have things off of YouTube. And that's where we're kind of heading in that direction to share with you what our next steps were in order to overcome the glitch and then the other things that happened and then what we're going to do now to overcome this FTC dilemma. So, so basically we created our own brand with the Onyx, with the Onyx name and we've gone into it several times why we um, called it Onyx. Um, we basically, I, I said um, to my kids, okay, they're my kids. Um, we're black. Would it be, it'd be a great name to say Onyx. Um, it would be it would be nice to have something that kind of just de delineates who we are. Um, and an onyx represents something of value. An right. onyx is a precious jewel, and it represents right. something of value. And I always said that my children, my children were my jewels, my precious right. jewels, and so that's why I came up with onyx. So as a as a as a black family, mm -hmm. we felt that the onyx jewel to say onyx family would represent just by its symbolism. It would represent, oh, this is a special family. This is a, this is a family that is beautiful, that is brilliant, creative, uh, loving black family. Right. Just like how a jewel has value, we bring value to those that watch us. And so we understood that connection. You know, it's, it's almost like symbolisms are really important. Uh, have you ever drove down the street and you weren't even hungry, but then you saw a golden arch and right. then all of a sudden you got hungry and instinctively you pulled over and was like, right. I'm starving. <laughs> I want to go and eat a burger when you really weren't. Right. So symbolisms are really important. And so when we chose the Onyx symbol, we understood that it was going to create value just in the symbol itself. Right. And it would uh, create the kind of meaning. And so we had things like, you know, that we tell each other, like, 
one of our slogans that we remind ourselves of if it's onyx is excellence so it's when you're feeling low or you're feeling non-energetic you push yourself and you say you right. got to get up we've got to keep going and right. we got to do our best because if we're going to present something it needs to be of value because we're onyx if it's onyx it's excellence and so that's the kind of stuff so when you're branding and in fact we're coming out with a branding class a book documentation um, binders that is going to be able to kind of what we're talking about here is translatable so that if you want to start a brand you'll be able to kind of get these nuggets that we're sharing with you right now in a format that you can create your own brand it's going to be very easy to do and so um, that's what we're working on now and that's going to be out before Christmas so so things like that like slogans like um, same thing like Nike for instance let's get get Nike a slogan that Nike says is just do it just do it we, we just know these things right. right off the bat. Wendy's. Oh, no. Where's the beef? Oh, I can't believe I don't know that anymore. I know. That was an old we one. Don't, we don't, I, don't watch the, I don't watch commercials anymore. I, do they even say where's the beef anymore? I don't think they say I where's the beef, know. but I, I know See, you're the, an 80s kid. No, no, the so. funniest thing, though, is that when you said Wendy's, my first thought was their Twitter account. Have you all seen their Twitter account? It's hilarious. I don't know who's running it, but they got the lock on Burns. Okay. So anyway, that's finger looking good. There you but go. I don't even know if they say that anymore. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like but I'm, I'm just saying myself here. No, but I'm just saying, like, do, do you see how it's just so simple? Yeah. Like, throw out something yeah. and it's just that's like, true. you know. Why gotta be food though? That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Anyway, but I want to summarize though. So the first step in order to creating your own IP and in order to making something not a job. But now you are a company right. and now you are partnering with YouTube versus being their kind of like quote unquote employee is to brand. And so that's what yeah. we did by coming up with Onyx, the Onyx family, right. Onyx kids. And that's why we came up with like, what does it mean? So when someone hears Onyx family, boom, they're going to be like, oh, so I remember one time I shouldn't give, I don't want to give energy towards this, but I just want to say it's so clear that we were a black family and why we were saying Onyx family that I got a letter one time and this letter was from this guy that was like, oh. I think it was a troll though. You're I, so racist. I, what if I said Ivory family? Okay. And I was like. Go ahead. And I, and I was Go like, ahead. That would be wonderful. I, mean, I, I, I never wrote him back. It was good. I don't read. I don't yeah. really read comments and, we're not into and trolls. stuff like that with negative <laughs> people. So, you know, whatever. But it was clearly he knew what, what it meant. And instead of taking it in a positive way. He says, well, what if I put Ivory Family? I, what, I, what I said in my head was, well, then you should do it. You should do it. Absolutely. Like, and if it was good, I'd watch it. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. The thing about it is, is this. Is, is that I can't remember what the thing is. Well, That's that happens thing. to us a lot. Right. We're getting older. But anyway, <laughs> so that first step is Oh, oh, oh. That's what I was going to say. Oh. The, the irony is that Onyx comes in every shape. In fact, right, the onyx right. stone actually one it's of its definitions. One of the definitions of the onyx stone is is multiple shades right. of something. There's green. There's red. Right. There's um, so the onyx cream. actually, and I love the fact that it is that it, that it's multiple there's shades like a because color. the onyx life is for everyone. It's right. for everyone. Everyone can identify right. with our family because it's for everyone. It just so happens that the popularized version of what the onyx stone symbolizes is, is the, the black, black onyx. Right. But that's just the popularized one. Right. But it actually, in nature, it actually manifests itself 
in multiple shades, multiple colors. And you see that it's because if you look up Onyx, like Onyx businesses, it's not only black businesses on, on Google. There are a lot of people who use Onyx in their title. Right. So, you know, anywho. Anyway, so what's the second step after you do that? What's the second step? Well, there's several things that we did. We came up with a mission statement. We had to figure out who are we, what do we do? And one of the mission statements that we came up with, because a mission statement basically is saying, you know, who are you and where are you going? Right. And um, we had to know where, where are we going with this? And we thought that it, what encapsulated what, who we are is tell the story, feed the soul, make them laugh, heal the heart. We felt that we're always telling stories. Whether we're writing a book or whether we are even on the podcast telling stories or giving information or we're actually doing a skit and we're making people laugh, we're always telling a story and we want to not just tell the story, but we also want to feed the soul. Right. We don't want to just make you laugh. We want to heal the heart. And we find that laughter is a medicine. It's, 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 it's medicine. When you laugh, I mean, if you're going through something and you just start laughing and you're watching comedy or you're watching something, it already starts to make you at least feel better. It may not solve the problem, but what it does is it sets your the tone of your mood or your feelings, your emotions, so that you are better equipped to actually act. Because the funny thing about it is, is that we're so complex, there's such a complexity to the way that we're made that if we're not feeling something, then it's not going to happen. Oftentimes the action that you were requiring is not going to happen. You have to kind of like feel it first. So if you're feeling low and you're feeling down and depressed, it actually makes sense to watch something to make you laugh. Get your body, get the serotonins and the good, you know, th those good feeling boosters going. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it will allow you and put you in a place where you can actually get some work done. And so that's why we think that comedy is a remedy. We actually say that comedy is a remedy. It is not the remedy, but it is our remedy because it deals with the emotions first so that you can actually act and do what you always want to do and you can kind of get out of that funk. And I feel like that's what we do. We, 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 we get people into the mode. We either inspire them with our words and messages and stories or we make them laugh and we get them into a mode of, okay, I'm ready to get up and, and go. And we get tons of letters from families, um, fans, just so much, uh, telling us that my daughter watched your video or I watched your videos and it made me feel so much better. People who have been in the hospital and people who have just been in really hard circumstances. And it's just been um, amazing to see how we've been able to bring a little joy into their lives. I think that... This is something, this is new for us though. That slogan, that motto, encompassed who we are as Onyx family and our entertainment side of our brand. Right. But as you guys will learn later on in this podcast, um, actually soon, is that we are now adding other elements, including this podcast, and we have, can we still have that same mission on the rest of our brands, you know? So we're, we're kind of looking at, I think that we're kind of looking to expand that. Right. Because even if, like for instance, I said, like a, a skit, we're telling a story and we're making them laugh, but when we're on the podcast, we're also telling stories. We're telling stories of our life. But it's not When we're writing funny. a book. Right. Well, make, make them laugh is only a portion of the mission statement. It's sort mm -hmm. of like four distinct mission statements but they all combine. So tell the story is one portion of that mission statement and it's separate from feeding the soul. Mm -hmm. It happens to feed the soul, but it's separate. It's tell the story, 
then there's another part of the mission that says feed the soul. Well, we're feeding the soul when we're inspiring people with our stories and we're encouraging them and we're telling them about the, um, the power of the thought. Um, some of our biggest podcasts that people love are the power of thought or the power of words. So that's feeding the soul. Then there's the other element, the third element, which is make them laugh. So making them laugh is probably our entertainment portion, but you know, it may not be the other ones. And then of course there's healing the heart and that's the intentionality behind everything that we do. We want to make sure that we are being a healing agent, a change agent to society and to people that need to be a change agent. So it kind of does fit, but yet we are working on a mission statement to extend it and expand it so that it will be able to be more pointed. Right. So either we're going to have two missions, one for the entertainment side, more like the skits, or we're going to do one that encompasses the skit side and our more lifestyle brands because we have, you know, some lifestyle things that we have added to our brands. And so we'll see how that goes. I think companies have like, you know, it evolves, especially with a company as young as ours. I think, and, and one of the things that when we're putting together our brand is, is that many companies, what they do is they expand their mission statement as opposed to change it altogether. Right. So like you take, take a company like Apple, um, their mission statement and their vision statement. Their vision statement actually before um, the gentleman died. Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs, yes. Wow. Yeah, my brain. But before Steve Jobs died, if you guys take a look at the vision statement for Apple, it's pretty long and it's detailed because it tries to encompass everything because they don't just sell phones, they don't just sell computers, they, they sell don't just sell watches, anything. they almost sell everything at this point in time. Sell me a and so, <laughs> so their mission statement kind of embodied all of that. So that's mm -hmm. kind of what we do. But we're going to, like I said, when it comes to the branding, um, we have a document that is coming out. We have some classes that are coming out. It is excellent material, which we followed and why we've had um, the success in branding. So um, in branding, so I would say branding was the first thing that we had to do. If you're going to be on YouTube or anything that you're going to do, it's time to look at who you are, who you are, and where you're going. Who you are and where you're going. And once you kind of figure out who you are and where you're going, now you can begin to build like a mission statement, a vision statement, and begin to create, you know, various elements, the building blocks to your brand in order for your brand to be successful. And we are going to give you those building blocks. So um, we're going to give you the tools in order for you to be able to build your brand. And so we're going to keep you up to date on that. Now, there's some other things that we did. We expanded, we adapted, mm -hmm. and we networked. And what right. we like to call it is the magical bean. Right. The magic bean. It's and really adapt before expand, but it didn't sound right. We couldn't say We couldn't say the magic band. So There's no such just, word. We just so we just swapped it and band. said expand and then adapt. And we're going to tell you all about <laughs> how we expanded and how we adapted to, to get through um, what we had to get through. But the next thing was the apocalypse. I don't know if you want to deal with the apocalypse right now or you want to talk about Yeah, that. yeah, we can talk about the apocalypse. Because the apocalypse was the next thing that we had to face. Right. Just like what so we're we going branded, through. we have our business, things are running smooth, starting to deal in the summer with demonetizations, which came upon everybody mm -hmm. on YouTube. We're making all more money sudden, than ever before now all, with Onyx. Right. All of a sudden, we're seeing like yellow dollar signs every now and then, and we're like, what's this? You have to, um, it says not suitable for all advertisers. Then you have to appeal it, it gets reversed. It's, it was a pain, a huge pain. Most of it was reversed. The ones that weren't, guys, there's no rhyme or reason, honestly, because everything we do is very family friendly. 
So it's just the AI and whatever they pick up. So whatever it is. Um, but it all came to a head um, a few days before Thanksgiving of, of 2017 when basically you were in three camps. One, your, your channel was either terminated. Two, you had your whole channel demonetized, which was basically you couldn't earn any revenue off of any of your videos. Or three, you just got a whole ton of videos demonetized, but your whole channel was not demonetized. I doubt anybody was in the fourth, which was like you were untouched, at least not in the family and kid genre. So ours, we were in camp number two. Um, one of our, our main channel was demonetized. Now, guys, like I said, we do family-friendly content. So why was it demonetized? Well, I'll tell you this. There's investors that YouTube has to report to, and they are going to just want numbers. And so we were just caught in whatever happened. And I'll tell you why, because those videos are doing just fine now, because we did get it re-monetized a few months later, and those videos are going just fine right now, making money, no problems, right. no nothing. So back then, why did it get that way? You know what? I'll never know, but I will say this. That's my theory. You got to report numbers to investors and to the news. Look what we've done. And this is the reason why. There was a lot of stuff going on in the family kid genre with certain people doing things that were shedding a really bad light on the whole family and kid genre and so we all get caught up in it instead of instead of them you know using a a, a surgical knife they, they they basically use a hammer and everybody gets shattered so we had friends very close friends that got their whole channel terminated why we don't even know. They were completely family friendly, nothing inappropriate, nothing. And I won't even say what their what the reason was supposedly because well, you know, I will say it because you know what? This is an adult podcast. Um supposedly they had sexual content on there. If you know these people like we do, they and then you've seen their content, there's nothing. zero. And I mean <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Shirts were always up to here on the woman. Right. They were just Right. It's just mind-boggling. So no one can tell me that it had nothing to do with just they want to get the numbers in order to report to the media. We terminated this many accounts or we demonetized this many accounts. Like just ugh, you know, right. I could get I could go on a run on this, but I won't. But all I'm saying but is we, were having, we, we had to deal with that. We had days. close to we had close to at that point in time we were running approximately almost close to upwards of of three million per day. Yeah, three million views on our channel per day. Per day. And, and we had sometimes a collective view. Sometimes even higher, though. Sometimes, sometimes higher. All the way to seven and eight. And, and collectively, and collectively, we had 99, 99 million views. More than 90, 900, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 990 something million views. We were about two to three days away from hitting one billion when they shut the whole thing down. Yeah, and the thing they is, shut the guys, whole thing down. We were was... two days away from being at a billion, and then and the reason why I'm telling you this, because being at a billion is nothing, because we were with superhero team, we were at six hundred and fifty million, and then we've already gotten back up to a billion. So I mean, a billion is something that we do. We can we can collectively do a billion, but the thing about it is, is that we lost it. Oh, we lost ninety well, percent of it. No, but the reason why is it's not that YouTube removed it. Well, what, what happened some was some of it was removed. So, some of it like, was demonetized. Yeah, just a few, a few. And some of it we YouTube. had to remove because of, of the policies. Exactly. So, in in order to make everything 
presentable again. We privated a ton of videos. And that's why we lost all those views. But, like I said, those views are, those, um, those channels, that channel with like maybe 90% of the content that we had privatized is now unprivated and it's doing fine. Right. But at the time, you had to get your house in order in order to somehow appease this, this vague AI right. that was just, just, just really just hurting people left, right, and center. So I would say, I would say, and I think we should get into it a little bit and let's just, let's just share with them. We had to adapt. And adaptation, I feel, in every single market that you have, no matter what it is, whether it's YouTube, whether it is baking, right. or whatever your industry is, you may have to adapt. And not all of the things why you adapt are fear. Fearness doesn't matter. But it's like not I about said, that will be the next podcast, but I will say this, back to the branding portion of it, mm -hmm. the reason why we were able to get through that is because we had a brand. So what we did was, when that channel was demonetized, we started another channel, and within man a week we were we were getting hundreds of thousands and then of course upward in the millions of views why because we were a recognizable brand we were able to tell our audience hey guys we have this new channel and people were already looking for us and so it was just like right back to where we were but the thing is guys is that let's just say we were just doing it we didn't have a brand we weren't recognizable in any way it would have been a lot harder it would have been, to, definitely. to just shift. And and like I said, adapting is the next podcast, but the branding portion is so important because people will follow your brand anywhere. That's right. As long as you know, you're giving them something, you're serving them in some way, and you're not just going after the money, you're not there's so many people right now who are facing this whole FTC COPPA thing and they are going, What am I gonna do? And I'll see and I'll look at their channels and it's just, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not recognizable, nothing memorable about it. And not everyone, obviously, there's a lot of brands out there, but the ones that don't necessarily have a brand, it's just like, how will I rebuild my audience? Right. Um, the other thing beyond adapting is expanding. And, and of course, all of these, we're just going to give you a nugget right now, but then we're going to kind of give you more of it later. The other thing that we did is we expanded and expanding means that you have to have multiple streams of income and you have to be able to touch as many people as possible with your brand. So don't just be, for example like this, don't just be satisfied with being on YouTube, one platform with your business. I can't tell you, a ton of businesses are, are brick and mortar and they refuse to get a website and I can't understand for the life yeah, of me why they would not expand, go on internet and then expand and then take it to another market or take it somewhere else and we'll talk more about that at a later date. But the next thing that we did was we also expanded to make sure that we are touching our audience wherever the needs are and we're making sure that we have multiple streams of income. And then the last portion that we did when we had to face the apocalypse, how we had to face the glitches, was network. And network is, is basically accepting the fact that you can't do it alone. Right. You really need and to facilitate the help of other people. And so in each one of these, we're going to kind of go into it with you guys so that you guys kind of understand exactly how we did it. But that's what we did. We branded, we expanded, we adapted, and we began to network. And that's all very vital parts of the overall branding. Yeah. And it brought us to the position where we are today. Because we did these four things, branded, expanded, adapted, and networked, 
we are now in a position right now where now this new apocalypse that we're about to face, it now positions, positions us in a better way to face it because we have branded and we have right. done those it's things. It's our magic bayon. Or <laughs> bean. <laughs> but I want to say this little story. Can I say it? Okay. I want to say this little story real quick and then we'll end. Is that because we were able to shift so easily to that new channel when we were demonetized, I was in a Facebook group. And I saw someone, they didn't know I was in that group, but I saw someone put a picture of our new channel and someone said, how did they, how are they able to get this channel up and running and monetized so quickly? And um, I, I answered them real quick, like, because it was one of our backup channels, number one. Um, so we already had the channel. We just, you know, just shifted our audience there. And of course, we were like, oh, okay, thanks. Nice to know. But I was not about to go and be someone. <laughs> they didn't like, know that Rita was in the group yeah, watching. Yeah, they were about to like okay. start talking about us in that group. No, everything was legit, my guy. But we just, we just had a brand. And it was easily recognizable. And so we were able to shift them quickly. So what are we going to do now? Now that we're facing this particular situation. All right. So we want to share with you what we're going to do now. There's a lot of things. But there's a strategy behind it. Right. So the first time we use the magic bean and now we're going to allow that magic bean to be able to work its magic in this new phase. And so um, we want in our next podcast to kind of bring you through that. Right. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it at the end of when we talk about the magic bean. Right. So we're going to have... So in our next podcast, we're going to talk to you about... Adapting. Expanding, adapting... Wait, are we going to do Bayan or Bean? Which one are we going to talk we're about gonna next? Do, we're going to talk we about... We have to do adapting. We're going to have like to do adapting because that's what we did, okay. adapt. But we're going to give you our magic bean, but in the wrong <laughs> order. <laughs> so we're going okay. to talk about adapting, we're going to talk about expanding, and we're right. going to talk about networking and how you can do that. And, um, and then... Um, and then, then you'll figure out, then we'll, then we'll share what exactly then we share we're doing. Exactly what we're going to be doing with this next You know, a lot move. of people say, don't let people know your next move. I think that, yes, I agree with that because it's like people will be watching and going, oh, is it going to be successful? But at the end of the day too, it's so helpful when people can get right. some ideas on what to do. And you might have, you might get ideas from what we're doing. You right. might get some ideas on what you're going to do. And right. so uh, we're going to share with you what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we're here to serve. We're not here for you to just watch us. We're here to serve. So if that means being vulnerable with you, and that means sharing what we're going to do, and you're going to you're going to see you're going to say, oh, that didn't not, work. <laughs> or at least you guys can learn right. from me, and you don't have to do it the hard way. Right. So exactly. All right. But it's going to work because the power of words is going to work. There you go. There for you sure. Go. And the power of God. And the power of God. So, so you can go back in our past ones <laughs> and click. Uh, play on the power of words and what that means That's and the right. power of God always. That's right. You can just click on any one of them for the power of God because all of them are about the power of God. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So guys, thanks for joining us um, and we'll see you in the next podcast. All right. By the way, before I end, end I, I, you know, I never get my outros right. Basically, you can listen to us on YouTube or you can go on Spotify um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you guys usually listen to us, you can listen to us there. Don't forget, we have three other podcasts. We have the Onyx Family Podcast, which features all six of us, and that's where we're going to be talking about all about our road trip. Did I say trap? Road, road trip. trip. <laughs> wow. Road trip. We have our Cardionics Podcast, which is the ladies. Onyx, the Family, Onyx Family. The whole family. 
I just said Onyx Family. Oh, I wasn't listening. I oh, hope they're listening. Oh, wow. I hope, yeah. Just, just, just zip it while I talk it. I'm just okay. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not like that with them. All the time. Sometimes. Anyway, basically, this Cardionics. Cardionics, we are the ladies of the Onyx family. And we're going to be talking about um, like society, lifestyle. Our main tagline is, we know, we're going to talk about the things you care about in the food, fitness, money, mindset, and beauty world. But obviously, there's so many other things to talk about as well. Go check it out on the potty on potty on, on the cardionics channel. Potty onyx. <laughs> What's on going the, on? Because well, I'm, I'm, I'm worried you're going to interrupt me, and you actually did. Okay. So there's cardionics channel, but also you're going to have the highlights on the onyx podcast guys, we, channel. Guys, we are starting like, I a just new... said, like you just interrupted but me babe, saying this onyx is genius. podcast. Now. This is genius. A children's pod channel, potty onyx. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Find us on the Cardionics channel and the Onyx Podcast Network channel for that. And then we have our other, our, our last podcast, which is the Play Onyx Tech. Shiloh and Marthel will be talking about all things gaming, gadgets, tech, electronics. Be there for that. And on top of all this, guys, we have blogs where you can also read all the stuff that you want to read. So we have the onyxfamily.com. PlayonixTech.com and Cardionics.com. So guys, there's tons of ways to find us and interact with us, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Now go live that Onyx life or change some of the challenge. See you next time. I actually forgot that outro. <laughs> <laughs>